I'm Chara Santilli. I was born with ambition. My parents were entrepreneurs and I pushed myself to be high school valedictorian, class president, most artistic, and most likely to succeed. The summer I turned 19, we celebrated my dad's 50th birthday with a hot air balloon ride. A crash landing left him with a broken neck, me with a broken heart, and my mom coping through alcohol. My relentless ambition helped me become a successful entrepreneur, yet my own private paralysis and overachiever addiction ruled me. I finally ventured on a quest for my best life. I found the path of my inner peace, how to stay on it and how to show the way for others. Now it's your turn. Ready to take that load off your shoulders? Join me so you can cherish your life. I'm excited to share with you today a clip from an interview I just did. I am honored to be a guest speaker at the Fuel Life Focus Summit that goes live tomorrow. If you're listening to when this drops on October 31st of 2022, this summit starts officially tomorrow, November 1st. And it's an online summit. I love the structure of it. It's You get an email every day with a fresh interview and a new expert all around the topics of food, life, and breath. And the organizer, the host of it is Candice Rashis. And I'm particular about events and things I do. And I absolutely love Candice. I love what she stands for and what she's doing with the summit. And I especially love that she's hand-selected the speakers. There's some summits out there where you can pay to be a speaker and it's the different types of structures and there's not good or bad, but I love that she just really deeply cared about what, who and what is being represented in this summit. So she's hand selected the speakers and is doing interviews for the summit and releasing them one day at a time. And I just... It's, it's a really cool setup. So, and I love that you can watch them at your own convenience because they're recorded. Anyway, here is a clip from the interview that I did with her. And we go real deep, deep dive, especially into the topic of vulnerability. So um, I'll tell you how you can access the full interview after the clip, but here is the clip now. Balance is going to mean different things to different people, right? So in, in order to recognize what balance means for different individuals. We count on people being able to open up and talk about where they want the balance in their life and what they want that to look like. And that takes a certain degree of vulnerability. And you and I spoke about vulnerability before, and that's probably the first word that comes to mind, or it did with me, when I first heard your story, I said, you know, wow, I was listening to your story and I was tearing up and I was crying as you were explaining it. And I said to myself, I admire the way you can talk about your life, where you've come from, who you are, what happened, and how you continue to work on yourself and help other people. And vulnerability has always been kind of a rough spot for me, specifically, because I equated being vulnerable with 
just being a target mm. in a way, kind of just being vulnerability means weakness. And if you let your guard down, you know, it, it opens us up to getting hurt and being alienated and being ridiculed and all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And so when it exposes the deepest innermost thoughts and feelings that we have. So being vulnerable is something I'm constantly working on. Truth well, told. It's, yeah. You know, I think that, um, I think we're of a similar generation and I think that for us growing up, it was not something that was, I mean, people didn't even talk about that. I didn't hear that word as a child. I don't remember no. hearing that word as a child. Um, you know, so I think we were in the society that that was really not something that you do. So hence my initial reaction to everything was, you know, I was not super vulnerable and I was not this way. I mean, I was a fairly open person to some degree mm -hmm. and, um, I was, and yet, um, and my, my dad always encouraged me to express my feelings. And yet there was still the whole, the whole way of living though with him and with, with our whole society at the time sure. that was very much of like, okay, if you are going to express it though, then you do you like move on and carry on, you know? And, and I, I, that's all true. And yet what I've found for myself these days is a whole different level of vulnerability because I think we've seen that it it's more accepted now to go oh. to a different level, different level, and that it doesn't equate to being weak. If you, um, share more and tap into that. And, um, and yeah, and I know you watched a video where I was more a bit, you know, really tapped into more emotion and really shared some more details and, um, and in my podcast and in different ways that I reach out to my community and put things out there, mm -hmm. I've made a big commitment especially this year, just really, I am, I just, it's not even that I had to make a conscious commitment. I have to be honest. It's more like it, it was, it's, I'm being pulled. I feel like I'm being pulled. Like I was pulled to, to launch the podcast over the summer. And, and I started feeling the urge at the end of last year. And then it got stronger and stronger as this year got into play. Um, and it was like a magnet, that kind of pull, and with everything that I've been doing or written about or shared about, like some, another super vulnerable piece was my mom, my connection to abortion through my mom being flown, basically kind of forced by adult an adult in, in her world to, to go to have an abortion in a foreign country back in the seventies. And I shared that whole story and her writing about that from one of the times um, she was in a rehab and really opening up about her stuff in the closet and things that she'd never been vulnerable about. So, you know, my vulnerability is, is even pulling into helping her get her voice heard because she definitely grew up in a time where it was not allowed to, to speak up and be right. super honest about what's going on with you in your life and how you feel. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I've just decided, I mean, I'm not going to share every single detail of my life and sure. yet I'm sharing 
some really big stuff that I know a lot of people wouldn't uh, feel comfortable with. And I feel that that's like, I'm just supposed to be doing it. I'm just trusting that when I get the urge, then do it now. Or I get an idea and it's like, yes, you're going to share that, but wait another month. It's going to be just better timing then, but I'm just trusting. And so that's vulnerable for me because I think trusting myself has actually been my most vulnerable act and the most challenging for me to, um, to really embrace and practice regularly. So trusting myself is the most vulnerable thing I do now. And then that has opened me up to be able to discern when I should be vulnerable with others and how my stories and my experiences of life can relate to other people. It's, you know, and and people don't have to have a big traumatic story to be able to relate or be touched by something of mine, because at the base of it, it's just life happened. It was a big way for me, but just life happened. Stuff happened. I reacted this way. It was unhealthy. I finally got to align kind of midlife zone crap. This isn't working. I'm not really happy. Everything looks pretty good on the outside, but I feel like not so good inside. Something needs to change. Got to change it. Mm -hmm. That is the story of, I think most people, right? As long as they listen and wake and have the moment of, of, um, I don't not necessarily waking up, but well, kind of waking up to listen to, to their inner, like what they really want and start, start even wanting to try to figure out what that means to trust themselves and, and figure out what they actually want in their life. So sort of that moment of clarity where people say to themselves, okay, I know what I have to do now. It's, it's time. It's time. What it's time to sort of throw the cloak off and open up to heal. So how, how do you help your clients get to that point? I think they're to that point to some degree when they find me Ah. because um, there has to be a little, a little drive to make that happen. There has to be a little bit of willingness that makes them even open to be, to even hear, or like if anybody's listening now and this is resonating, Mm -hmm. there's something in them right now in you, whoever's listening right now, that, that if this resonates, that you're just kind of like, it's, it's the, it's the, you, you got at least a toe in the door, you know, or out the door to, to change to, to the next thing to see what's out there. Some people have a whole leg. Some people have a few limbs. (laughs) Some people are like, you know, can, you know, like jumping through like, yes, I'm here. I'm ready. So it, it depends. But I think that there's some level of being ready and being willing. And most of the time, I think that comes at least in my experience and with the people I work with, it comes from being tired of being in pain of some kind. Sure. So being tired of being exhausted, being tired of being um, so busy that they just don't feel like they have time for themselves. Um, Tired of the fact that their favorite hobby they haven't touched in a few years or decade or since they were a child. And they like have this hope or dream that someday, oh, maybe when I retire all of time and the kids are gone and the this and the that and whatever. And then they're realizing, well, 
you know, all those benchmarks, then benchmarks start to happen. And then mm-hmm. you realize, but you're still not making the time for the thing. So then right. what's wrong with you? And then you start feeling like crap because, right. <laughs> like, so it's, you know, the whole vicious cycle. And, sure. um, so I think that some kind of serious discomfort mm. leads people to realize I don't want X, Y, Z anymore. Sure. I don't know exactly what I want. I think that's common for people too, that I encounter is that, I mean, they have an idea, maybe just kind of a, a but they don't know specifically, or, or maybe they have a couple specifics, but they've tried those and it's not bringing the solution mm-hmm. there because they're not feeling better. Right. Or really making the time or being consistent. You know, the, the time management techniques aren't working all the things it's because it's deeper, it's deeper. Sure. And it's, um, it's also neuroscience. Um, mm-hmm. my, my core training, uh, is in, a couple different things, but both of them are based in neuroscience. Wow. And then I have kind of become a brain nerd, just not that I could just enough that I follow certain people, scientists and, and read and, um, uh, and have learned more. Mm-hmm. And then now I see the, the frameworks that I follow and use in my trainings. Yeah where they're come from and why they work. And I'm being reinforced and then learning new tricks and tips. But at the end of the day, you know, it's not our fault any way we've ever coped with anything, whether it's with eating a certain way or not exercising or over-exercising or overworking or over-scheduling or all the things we can do to ourselves. Um, it's happened because fundamentally a big part of our brain wanted to keep us safe. Sure. And it, it was the, it was the simplest solution at the time. And then right. it became a pattern and then it been, and then it was ingrained and it literally was like wiring and programming. So to break out of that takes some practice, but there's ways to do it in simple ways. It doesn't have to take forever and it doesn't have to take 10 years like it did me. And it doesn't have to take, um, it doesn't have to take going through more and more pain. And it also doesn't happen overnight. Yes, right? that too. That no. it doesn't happen overnight. Hence, coaching sessions that don't just sew everything up in an hour. Yeah, it's or a, a, or a process a program, right? And that's right. why I have an on some ongoing options too for people to do. Like, here's the core program, and great results. And yet, let's reconnect every month in my community, and I'll do a class and a Q and A, and we can kind of keep just keep, keep this present, keep this, keep working this stuff and learn new things too, along the way, as I learn. And from personal experience, I can tell you, I am still working on all of this. Sure. I am by no means like the queen of balance and have it all figured out. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I am so much better than I used to be though. I mean, look at how I just like, I mean, it really is a huge difference. I exercise is a priority for me where it wasn't for many years. Um, I, it's a priority for me to spend time. Um, every night my husband gets home from work. I like, I make sure I'm done with work when he gets home. Like I, and there's a lot of years that was not the case. I mean, I would just be working and working and working and because I just couldn't break myself away. It felt, it all felt very urgent, very pressing and very important and like very unsafe to not be working the way I was until I was able to shift a lot of things. So, um, 
but I'm continuing to notice myself. What's really cool though, is that the, the more you do any kind of, of work on yourself mm-hmm. over time, it does seem that the, the results increase like exponentially. Sure. Have you found that too? Yes, very much. Yeah, so. Like, yeah. So like the growth in the last year, like it's compounded compared to like the prior year or it it is phenomenal. Even the last few months, there's some things that I'm like, wow. People talk about jumping timelines and things Mm -hmm. energetic. I'm like, I, I mean, if if that's what it's like, I think I just did. What just happened? Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's some really cool stuff that can happen. I think, um, at least that's been my experience. Well, I, I think that's extremely cathartic and I, I agree with you hundred percent. It's doing the work to get the results. And as a Reiki master, I've had the same experience with my clients that, you know, people will come to me and they want to start to feel better. And part of what we do is an intake evaluation. It's like, whatever you're coming to me for, we need to be really, really honest with one another about what it is you want to work on. And everybody's going to have a different result. And it's a, it's a process. It's like anything else. It's like going to the gym. You can't walk into the gym, lift a bunch of weights, and then go home and, ex- and expect to be transformed. You're going to go home and then for a couple of days, it's going to hurt. You're going to feel sore. So ag- again, with leaving a therapy session or leaving a Reiki session or leaving a coaching session, you might have a headache. You might feel a little sick to your stomach. You may feel happy and, and looking forward to the next one. However you're feeling, I can't stress this enough with people. You need to stay with it in order to see the results you want. And you need to be able to stay open and focused on why you came here in the first place and that things really do get better. Just yes. keep your head in the game and, and work toward whatever it is you want to get from it. Yep. And when you say that, I think of there's two analogies that I like to think of, of that kind of, it gets messier sometimes first one is weeding or gardening and you know, the, um, you know, it it, it kind of looks worse before it looks better. Same thing with cleaning out a closet, a drawer, a room or whatever, like you dump (laughs) the stuff out and you're, and it's, even if you try to, I'm a Virgo and I'm pretty organized. And even if I try (laughs) to do it in my org, you know, most organized way, Ultimately, though, it still goes into some realm that feels a little chaotic to me. Sure. And yet then from the chaos, from the mess, from the dirt, from the weeds, from the getting our hands in there, mm-hmm. seeing what's in the closet, what's in the corner, what's in the dark, shining a light on it, all that, you know, the mixing, I'm mixing metaphors here, but sure, no, no, uh, <laughs> but these, these are two that I use myself. Um, from that comes the simplicity of life, the, the sure. beauty of life, the being able to be in the present, the, the new growth, the new seeds you can plant, the, mm-hmm. the sprouts coming up, um, being able to see what's in your closet and not be overwhelmed. I mean, you know, all of, all of that. And I, I, um, it definitely, you do need to be willing to have it get messy at times and have, uh, the tools, the skills, the support, Mm-hmm. To know how to anchor yourself again, though, because you don't need to stay in that 24 seven through any sort of period, no, no, but just no. know how to process the feelings, know what to do, know how to, you know, 
work through that. Um, I mean, there's, there's studies, a feeling will move through you in 90 seconds, the chemical reactions will all happen in your body and be done. So, you know, when people get sweaty palms or feel the anxious or kind of the panic attack or um, the throat close up, any of the, any of this, whatever it is you feel with any emotion, it will move through you in 90 seconds. Wow. If you let the body take its course and do its thing hormonally, mm -hmm. except we often shove it down or like grab onto it and like go for a ride. I hope you enjoyed that clip. It was a great conversation and that was just part of it. So if you want to access the entire interview and also get to hear other amazing conversations that Candace is having with experts in the field of food and life and breath, you can grab a free ticket to uh, be part of the summit. In each day of the summit, you're going to receive an email with a fresh interview and a new expert, and you can watch that at your own convenience, which I absolutely love. So um, you can grab that at, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's wegothiswayonce.com forward slash Cheris. So it's wegothiswayonce.com forward slash Cheris. And again, that, that clip will be in the show notes so you can jump there to, to get it. So this goes live tomorrow. If you're listening to this um, the day it drops, uh, it starts November 1st, 2022. But you can still join during November if you're listening to this a little bit into the month because the summit will be happening um, into November and you'll be able to watch replays and, and pick what you want to listen to. So really great uh, opportunity and Candace is fantastic. So I hope you... Uh, sign up to listen to the the summit interviews and listen to the rest of mine and any others that appeal to you and that you find some great gems in there that will help you to really make some changes in your life toward a healthier lifestyle and in a sustainable way. My closing quote for today is by John Gordon. I thought it would be appropriate to find something that had to do with fuel and life since the this was a clip from the Fuel Life Focus Summit. But super cool that he also includes the concept of trust, which happens to be what I talked about as being what I think is the ultimate vulnerability, trusting myself. So here's the clip or quote, you fuel your life with trust and love instead of fear and doubt. I hope you're enjoying my Cherish Your Life podcast. If this is supporting you in any way, please review, subscribe, and share it with friends and family. You can follow me on social media at Cherish Your Life, and my website is CherishYourLife.com. Yep, my name's unique. Here's an easy tip for you to pronounce and spell it. It's like the city Paris, but with a CH. Special thanks to my dear friend Paul Suyelgis, who enhanced and mixed the musical track. Little did we know back in college in the 90s, while my then boyfriend, now husband, and I listened to Paul riff on his guitar, that he'd be helping me decades later give a creative touch to something called a podcast. <laughs>